Testing. 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 Welcome back, everyone, to Bloom and Girl. You're listening to the Bloom and Girl podcast with your girls, A, G, and J. And on this very special Christmas episode, Merry Christmas, everyone. And we hope that you have a joyful and loving holiday season. Our prayers go out to every single person listening, every family. We know that not every person or family is necessarily has the great the greatest circumstances for Christmas right now or whatever. Like not everybody's having a great time. So and we know that the holidays can tend to highlight that. So our thoughts and prayers go out to you. And today we're going to be talking about something a little, I guess, not traditional for Christmas because normally it's just like the Christmas story. But um, we're going to be talking about contentment today. If you've been following us on Instagram, then you would know that we've been doing 12 days of Christmas, um, Christmas contentment on Instagram, where we share something related to contentment. Because I truly believe that even though this is an issue that we struggle with throughout the year, it becomes very much highlighted in this season. And I know it isn't necessarily the intention of individuals, but like society has definitely made Christmas a very much, what was the word, commercial? Commercialized. Keep going. Because the season of Christmas can now be very much like overwhelming or very much become overwhelmed with like gifts and gift giving and what you have what I don't have what you're able to give what I'm not able to give and all of that we're gonna focus this episode on why you should stay content and why that's easy when you have a relationship with Christ okay that was a long intro what do you guys or how would you describe how would you personally describe contentment I feel like contentment is like the ability to be chill, like literally just chill and I guess at peace regardless of external and internal factors. Like you're truly the epitome or the picture of chill and zen. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's your definition, so stick with it. You're wrong, but you're right no, to no, you. No, but like, it's a very good modern way of defining it, and it was like non-complicated, very simple. You know, I would agree with Ariel. That's a cop out, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Um, I think. Not, I don't really have much to add, but when I think about contentment and just like one word that comes up in my mind is like unbothered another word is peace I guess because for me discontentment a lot of times it manifests as like anxiety or unease and restlessness so the opposite of that like I just associate with peace and like divine peace that comes from God and just being unbothered yeah. If I really wanted to simplify it, but I know Janelle will give us no, a nice. No, that's nice because, like, again, if your people are gonna take something away, it's normally like something that's easy to remember. Unbothered, 
peace. And that's pretty much what contentment is. Like, obviously, there's many scriptures that you can find. Like, I'm not going to make it super scripture heavy or anything. But as far as Paul's take on contentment, and I think he's probably the one that speaks very heavily on it. Like, he does have, like, a whole passage and a few passages that speak towards contentment. So this is from Philippians 4, 11 to 13 in the Amplified Version. Not that I speak from any personal need, for I've learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, like Abby said, regardless of my circumstances. And like, we could just pause it there. That's really it. You're not disturbed. You're not uneasy, regardless of your circumstances. So whether it's good or whether it's bad, mm-hmm. and I think it's key to say that too, because people can always think like, oh, like you can be, you're only discontent when things are bad, but mm-hmm. really you can be discontent when things are good. And I think like that's what people, a lot of people allude. I know like I've heard in Christian settings, like they will allude to the fact that even people who have a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. like like I know like Steve Jobs is an example like you accomplish so much you work your butt off for years and years you build an empire you have so much money mm-hmm. you'd think well you feel at peace or you feel like you have done all that you can but a lot of times it's like they are not even at peace they're discontent with their life True. even though everyone would look around and be like that's a good circumstance you know, and I want that. So I think it's important to remember that regardless of whether you have it good or you have it bad, discontentment comes. Mm-hmm. And that is key because I feel like really the only way for you to be truly content is to have that in Christ. And so as Christians, when we catch ourselves feeling or manifesting or like you see the fruit of discontentment it's a red flag to you to know like hey like let me get back to the basics because Mm -hmm. the further that you go away from christ and literally doesn't even have to be like you're going a drastic ways a ways away (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you literally could just like you miss a day of spending quality time and that eats away at you slowly Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, oh, like, I completely turn my back on God for, like, a month or two or a year. It's, like, literally just a, <laughs> a day of missing your daily time or, co- you know, connection with God. It eats away at your feeling of peace and rest and this ability to be unbothered regardless of what's happening. So it is a reminder that when we do feel these feelings of, like, we'll talk about what that can look like of discontentment that it points you back mm-hmm. to I need to get on my knees, I need to connect with the Father, et cetera, et cetera. What do you guys think? I like that you um, said that dis- you can be discontent even in like quote-unquote good situations because you're right. Like a lot of times when you have conversations about discontentment, especially in Christian circles, it's like you're discontent because something you can find something to pinpoint that's wrong and sometimes you can literally just be discontent in good situations like you said um and I think that's something that's important to identify and highlight because I don't know like I think sometimes 
<clears throat> if that's the case, then you can end up feeling like shame or guilted for not being content when you know that, like, let's say you have, for, we use the example of Steve Jobs, like, I know I have money, I know I have a career, I know I have this, but I'm still discontent. Like, what's wrong with me? And then there's that added piece of shame, and then you're just like, just not doing hot. Um, and I think that's a good point also because it just highlights like we're human and in our humanity we're always going to try to find fault with god mm-hmm. um and if we address the fact that discontentment is a tool of the enemy mm-hmm. then we can address i mean if we acknowledge that then we can address the, the issue yeah like i just think a lot of times everything comes back to that people are like you know what's the meaning of life or like i feel like there's like a void like people will always be like oh like there's this void and I don't know what it is, but there's just something missing or like mm-hmm. something that, that, that right there is how discontentment manifests. Like that, that phrase alone is like, you feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. You feel a void. You feel uneasy. Those are signs that you're discontent. And literally the only answer, the only fix for that, the only true fix and like permanent fix is Christ only christ can fill you and only christ can cause you to have peace regardless um so how do you think like i don't know like what comes to mind like maybe in your own life in the past like when you think about a time that you were discontent how did that like play out what does that look like for people who be like still don't really know if they can pinpoint it I don't think, like for me, I took me a while to understand that I was discontent. Um, like earlier this year, I was just feeling, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I guess down, um, not sad, but just down and like kind of feeling like what's what's going on, what's the point? Like, you know, how what you said, what's the purpose, what's the reason? Um, not like... For, I don't know, when Gabs was saying earlier, like, for her, she feels like the perfect word is unbothered because when she's discontent, you know, there's that element of anxiety. I feel like for me, it's the opposite. There's just an element of, like, I can't, like, <laughs> like no motivation to do anything, no motivation to, I don't know. Like, but that, like I said, like you said, Jay, like, it, even, it might be, you can't just pinpoint your finger. There's not just one way to mm-hmm. discontent. Even if you're um, for one person, it's not the same way it mm-hmm. presents itself. So that's why it's important to do like check-ins and reflect and then go to God with your emotions because mm-hmm. there's so many times like for me, I would be feeling certain ways and like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like snappy or I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm tired, but I'm not tired. I'm discontent mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's only until you stop and reflect like, hey God, this is how I feel. What's going on? God's like, oh, you're discontent or whatever the case may be. What is something that, like, how would you describe a moment of discontentment for you? Like, what did that look like for you? Well, I guess, yeah, like I mentioned before, sometimes it looks like just restlessness and unease and like Ari kind of alluded to, that can sometimes be unexplained. Um, like, there there might not even be a reason necessarily for why I feel that way but it's just like a sense of unease and restlessness and like like maybe like insomnia I just can't sleep and um I'm just like unbothered or sometimes I um I'm just really down like Ari said um or like I don't I feel like I have no motivation to do anything I feel like I'm 
purposeless <laughs> um, or other times I can be like very critical of like, like cynical or critical or um, like resentment or resentful sorry of uh, things that have happened and I'm just like focusing on like fixating on things but having like negative emotions about like fixating on negative emotions about mm -hmm. situations and about events um either like current events or like things in the past uh i don't know like it manifests in a lot of different ways um but i just love that like what you guys said before um about like the importance of identifying the fruit of discontentment um and the fact that like that is so critical like and it it really is like a missed opportunity for us to experience greater like peace and joy and mm -hmm. contentment in christ it's like <laughs> i just am like constantly in awe of god like he is so desperate for like relationship with us and communion communion with us and there's so many opportunities for us to tap into him um but we often like are the ones that are standing in the way of ourselves like if we like Ari said if we would if we were only um diligent to be in touch with our emotions and check ourselves and take it to god then we wouldn't be in these cycles of mm -hmm. discontentment and stuff um so yeah it's it's so important to be like intentional and you know to be constantly introspecting and reflecting um, or if not, like I remember Janelle's mentioned this a, a bunch before in previous episodes, but she has like, have, she has a, like a daily practice of praying, um, search my heart, Lord, because sometimes we're not even aware of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we give the Lord the space to reveal himself through his Holy Spirit, then we can, you know, prevent a lot of this unnecessary like emotion or turmoil you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i love what you guys said and like i'm just gonna call it some other words too because you touched on unrest and you touched on sadness but discontentment a big one is disappointment you're disappointed mm -hmm. that things didn't go as planned or you're disappointed that things didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. And like, if you listen to our last episode, this is a plug, go listen to it. Mm -hmm. We had a whole conversation about why we have been gone and what God has been doing in the time that you haven't heard from us. And we were talking about disappointments and we were, we never, I don't think we outright said it in that episode, but if you, after listening to this, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Then you can listen and you can hear really underlying we were discontent. We were not happy with our situation. We were, you know, like Ariel said, we felt like, what's the point? I can't, you know, purposelessness, <laughs> no purpose. There's just all these different things that were underlying. And it wasn't until we allowed ourselves to allow God to actually like just kind of shine the light completely on us that we had kind of like a shift mm -hmm. um but another word 
is depression. And I think this is so key. Like, I don't think we never really talk about it. I don't think much in church, but literally a lot of things, the bigger things that people know of, if you go down to the root, it could be found and based in discontentment, Mm -hmm. depression, Mm -hmm. bitterness, resentment, Mm -hmm. frustration. Mm -hmm. This whole thing is just kind of founded on discontentment i'm going to continue that verse or those verses from philippians 4 verse 12 i know how to get along and live humbly in different times that alone is hard (laughs) to live humble like to to live a life that is humble like filled with humility in so many different situations like it's easy to be humble in certain situations i feel Mm -hmm. in others maybe not so much Mm -hmm. So I know how to get along and live humbly in different times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. And I feel like that balance alone is tricky. Like, I don't think many people have really mastered that. It's true. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life. Whether well fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me Mm. and like that's a big thing because like sometimes we're discontent and we're frustrated we're angry we're disappointed and it's like you think god why didn't this work out for me why didn't this job or this situation work out for me like i don't feel like i can do this anymore i don't feel like I'm confused or whatever mm-hmm. like but God is trying to tell us like where you are right now is where I want you to be mm-hmm. like if you're listening to this God led you to this if you're going through situ- certain situations God allowed it to happen let it like let that go let go the fact like let go of the the fact that it happened because it already happened there's nothing you can do to change it right God allowed it to happen but right where you are you can have a moment that God changes you and turns you to the path that you need to be on. Mm -hmm. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. Not Mm -hmm. yours, but his. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So I'm able to do all of this and like I'm sufficient. I'm able to push through when Mm -hmm. times are rough. I'm able to you know keep myself humble when times are good because god is living within me and he's Mm -hmm. giving me the ability to do it i'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace that's my one of my dad's favorite scriptures and it's the favorite and the version too Mm -hmm. but like honestly it all goes back to Again, grounding yourself in the word and in who God is and resting in the fact that he is in control. Yeah. And if he's in control, just allow him also to take control of you because we're the ones acting up. Like, <laughs> God, is, you know, God is in control and God's will will come to pass. God's purpose will always come to pass. Like he's good. We just need to align ourselves with him mm-hmm. and let that goodness flow into our lives by obedience right yeah uh, oh a big one too i sorry i forgot to mention is complaining and i think like going back to the season of christmas 
I think it's very easy when, especially with social media now, and you can see, you can physically see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And people are posting what they're getting. And it's been, it's been a trend for a while, but now like you, you can see this person is living their life this way. Mm-hmm. This is the gifts that they're able to give. This is what they're able to receive. This is how they're spending their Christmas. These are the people that they're surrounded with. You know, they have all these lovely friends or family members. Like you, mm-hmm. you get to see so much more um, into people's lives, even though it's just a snippet. So it, yeah, it couldn't be. It could be fake news, but you still are bombarded by what other people are doing, and it's very easy then to compare yourself and compare your life and compare things and people and get lost in that. And comparing can lead you to complaining. And you don't necessarily have to be like, God, why is this not so? But like in your heart, you feel, God, like, you know, how comes I'm here and they're over there and Mm -hmm. like vice versa. And you can have that disquiet in your soul because you're like, this is not where I want to be. Or like you kind of, you get a complaining spirit, you're getting covetous, (laughs) you're jealous of your, Mm -hmm. the people that you're seeing um, you're desiring to c- control the narrative of your life, really, because if you were, if you are a believer, I guess like my entire thing is based on if you're a believer. But if you're a believer, that means you are c- saying that you're committing to allowing God to control and lead and guide your life. If that's the case, then God has you where He wants you to be. And if God has you where He, he wants you to be, why are you? coveting other people's yeah. lives and their situations and circumstances that's just a diss to god you mm-hmm. are have a desire and we all do in our flesh to be sovereign a desire to, to be control god <laughs> to be god to control the narrative even though there yes we, in, in one moment we say god i will surrender everything to you but it's something we continually have to watch for like you think oh god has made a mistake how can this be and you deny god's wisdom so it's something we really have to watch for and we constantly have to remind ourselves God is in control mm-hmm. and I have given him control over my life. Those two things alone automatically mean I'm set because God is not going to cause me to suffer mm-hmm. unnecessarily. He's not going to cause me to die. His plans for me are to prosper and to live. Mm-hmm. And so I just need to walk in what God has called me to do. I just need to continue to love him and serve him and to strive to be obedient to his words. I just need to surround myself, you know, in his presence daily and rest. The minute you do those things, automatically contentment comes. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love that you said, uh, Janelle, that Im- like it's immediate when you do those things that rest comes. Um, it just reminds me of one of my favorite quotes um it says our souls are restless until they rest in christ and it's so true like i i feel like i can speak Mm -hmm. for all of us um when they say that it's like instantly when you find yourself in the presence of god whether that's like through reading the bible or through prayer or through worship um through praise through thanksgiving even if um prior to like entering into that atmosphere you know you're feeling disappointed or depressed or anxious or frustrated or bitter or resentful like it none of that sends a chance against the 
realness of the presence of God. And it's like they, the two can't coexist. And mm-hmm. ultimately something has to, you know, like bow down. And it is those feelings of discontentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's a guaranteed outcome when we turn to the Lord with all of our emotions or guaranteed to experience his divine peace. So it's, it really should just be all the kind of motivation for us to, you know, continue to take our emotions and our feelings to him. Um, but I guess easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Ari. I like that quote. Like my soul, Ariel's soul is restless until she rests. In the Lord's, yeah, literally, me flutter. Um, No, for real. This is an interesting conversation. (laughs) Sitting in, like, wow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we posted the other day um, the song that literally has gone viral in the Christian world. (laughs) It's the fact that I was at work on a break in a a massive cafeteria and heard someone play this song. I was like, am I hearing things? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, Jaira by Maverick City Music, but that song I think it it speaks so much towards. I know it's catered towards provision, but the key f- like line or lyric for me is Jaira, you are enough, mm-hmm. and so like no matter what, no matter if the circumstances are good or bad, no matter what the need is, no matter how great the need is, forgetting even in my head, this is how I see it. And I remember a song that I knew from growing up in Jamaica that probably more matches it. But in my head, I'm thinking, or what I interpreted from the song was, even if things don't pan out the way that I think they're going to pan out, And even if you don't answer in the way that I think you're going to answer, even if the miracle doesn't come in the way that I thought the miracle was going to come, or even if I don't even live to see some of the things that I prayed for, you are enough. enough. Like, you alone, God, are enough. And I think if our mentality changes to that, yeah, there's a shift in our spirit. There's a shift in our soul. Like, the original song from Jamaica... What does it go again? Uh, oh, Jehovah Jireh. I knew it. My provider. You are more than you enough. You are more than enough for me. Like, you are more than enough for me. That's it. Like, period. Like, no matter what comes, you are more than enough for me. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's an international song. But yeah, you're right. Those <laughs> words are... It's killing me that you said from Jamaica. Well, I think, yeah, like, I like, understand what you mean, but... Songwriting. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that song really, I think, <laughs> took... Like, everyone was just in love with it, and I think, like, at the core of it, that was the heart of the song, that um, you are more than enough for me, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to worry because... I have you. Like, at the end of the day, I have the best thing ever, which is Jesus. You know what I mean? Amen. And so, also, like, another scripture you can read. Again, going back to what we've been saying a million times, you're tired of hearing us say it. But, like, speak the word over yourself. Speak the word. Yeah. Speak the word over yourself. Embrace the word. And literally meditate on it. What does that look like, really? For instance, Psalms 23 is a great scripture to yes. ground yourself mm-hmm. in that 
that mindset of contentment. Yeah, when you're feeling just discontent. Yeah. Read it over and over again. Dwell like even if you have to just dwell on one verse for a long time, do it. Mm-hmm. And just sit there and soak it in. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Amen. Wow. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and that like that image alone the image alone is like stillness Mm -hmm. peace he makes me to lie down and rest you know like that's the kind of god that we serve and this is his desire for us he refreshes my soul like Mm -hmm. just think about a nice cup of ice cold water on a hot day he refreshes my soul he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, mm-hmm. I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Like, And the concept here really is he is a shepherd. That's the rod and staff is like a shepherd imagery. And a shepherd is going before his sheep. <clears throat> So this only works if you are actually willing to obey and submit. fall in line and so submit. True. Yeah. If he is your shepherd, you are not the shepherd. <laughs> so true. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so like every person has times where it's like you face opposition in the world mm-hmm. as well as you face spiritual opposition. But God prepares a table for you in the presence of that opposition Mm -hmm. and in their presence you anoint my head with oil Mm -hmm. you show like that's a anointing oil if you don't know in the scriptures and in the culture had to do with this idea of being chosen this idea of royalty Mm -hmm. and god is lavishing you with that oil and in public display the presence of Mm -hmm. just like allow that imagery to suck in yeah (laughs) (laughs) literally like having a feast yeah like the finest finest of Mm -hmm. dining in the midst of utter chaos god himself prepare the table yeah Like, can you even imagine what that would look like considering exactly this the God that created this universe? Mm-hmm. We're talking it's abundance. I'm bothered very much. <laughs> like, while y'all are having your war and fighting, he prepared enemies. Like, I didn't I'll even have to do anything. My meal. So I didn't even have to do all God asked me to do is obey him and mm-hmm. to submit to him. And to all he asks is for you to be a sheep. So he that's a all. I didn't do anything. He led me to the water. He prepared the table. He Woo! he literally did okay, everything. He refreshed now. my soul. I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's such a beautiful scripture. For I think it's a classic for a reason. Like Everyone pretty much knows it. Well, except for that guy that you... Um, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> inside jokes, but um, yeah, it's a classic for a reason, and it, I love the confidence that it that it, it pretty much exudes from the scripture. Like, there's this confidence in Christ and resting in the fact that God's got this. 
Like this Amen. is the epitome of God's got this. <laughs> like why Amen. are you worried? Why are you fretting? Why, why are you in sh- pieces? Like why mm-hmm. are you in shambles? Mm-hmm. Why are you discontent? Why, why are you, you disquieted within me, my soul? Because the Lord is my shepherd, he leads and guides me. So make sure he's your shepherd. He prepares my path in the good and the bad times. He promised to never leave me. He promises to fill me up with his joy and peace. So I will not want. Amen. So let that be your, I don't know, like your peace of mind or your, yes, thank you. Your solace in this season. Let that be. Yes, she is. No, I'm not Janelle's. No, I'm, I'm, so my brain's tired, <laughs> but momentarily be, tired. Yes, let that be your solace in this season, and I want you to just think about this as you go into Christmas and Boxing Day, and you know all the little holidays to come, but even in all the days to come, mm-hmm. that the Lord, if you make Him your shepherd, and you rest in that you submit to that you dwell in his presence daily you seek to have his words literally be a protection and a covering over you daily Mm -hmm. you will not be discontent you will not be uneasy you will not be depressed you will not be frustrated you will not be sad Mm -hmm. angry like very very angry or confused Mm -hmm. lost bitter you won't have resentment. So this holiday, be at peace and not in pieces. And re- remember whose child you are. Remember the God that you serve. Amen. And That's let this continue to be about Jesus. Because this is all about him at the end of the day. Make Christmas about Jesus again. Mm-hmm. And find yourself in his presence. Amen. Spend time with Jesus this Christmas. That's mm-hmm. something I think like we that's often the best don't gift do. you can give. <laughs> we often no, it don't honestly do. is. Like, For real, I'm not joking. It honestly is. No cap. No cap. The best gift you can give yourself this Christmas is, is Jesus. to spend time with yeah. Jesus. And mm-hmm. the best gift that you can give to others really is a spiritual yeah. gift. So whether that is praying for someone fasting for someone, You're absolutely right, you know, you know, speaking to someone about the goodness of God, showing them his love, living a life that is pleasing and acceptable unto him, whatever that looks like, the best gift we can give others is really mm-hmm. Jesus within us and that manifests in our lives. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't give gifts to people. Obviously, you show love, you give gifts. Boy, God, Christmas. <laughs> because Boy, we see that in the Bible. You see that. that yeah, we give each, people give each other gifts. It's, material it's a gifts. thing to show love material as well. But don't let that be the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all. That's all, folks. That's a wrap. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yes, yes, Blooming Grove gang. Happy holidays. Oh, jeez. Anyways, um, catch us in the new year. This is our last episode for 2021. Wow, it's amazing. Look at what the Lord has done. We've made it one whole year almost <gasps> one year wow. of doing this podcast exciting and we are excited we for what we're gonna do and what the lord's gonna do through us yeah next year 2022 <sighs> 2022 
That's not the spirit. <laughs> yes, hallelujah, 2022. It's a little better. Okay, well, bye. Bye. Blooming girl, y'all. Blooming girl. Basils. Thank you.